Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. It is my great privilege to welcome to Talk Nation Radio this week, Mike Ferner. Mike Ferner has been one of our great peace activists in the United States. He also spent some time uh, years ago on the Toledo, Ohio City Council, and he is now a candidate for mayor of Toledo, Ohio. Mike has been a national director of Veterans for Peace. He is one of the few brave committed people who went with Voices in the Wilderness to Iraq in 2003 at the time of the U.S. attack on Baghdad. He went back in 2004. He published a a terrific book called Inside the Red Zone, a Veteran for Peace Reports from Iraq. Uh, Mike has been an organizer for Ask Me. He has been a communications director for the Farm Labor Organizing Committee and the Program on Corporations, Law, and Democracy. Uh, He has done just about everything. We'll put links and full bio at talknationradio.org, and he is hopefully the next mayor of Toledo, Ohio. Mike Ferner, welcome to Talk Nation Radio. Hello, David. Thanks very much for having me on. It's wonderful to have you on. I know some people are excited about Jeremy Corbyn is going to be the Labor Party leader in Britain, and Jill Stein and a few other peace candidates are are out there, but this seems like an election that ought to interest anyone who cares about peace, and it might surprise some people. What does Toledo, Ohio have to do with war and peace? Well, we have a lot to do with war and peace since... uh Working-class cities like Toledo uh, supply the bodies for uh, the the Pentagon's uh, defensive empire around the world. And uh, probably just as importantly, uh, we provide the money. And in the city of Toledo, we're talking an enormous amount of money. I mean, what we have to work with here for the uh, tax base that we have and the way that we raise revenue for municipal operations pales by comparison to uh, what we send to the Pentagon year after year. And I've got some of those figures and uh, might surprise some of your listeners if they want to hear what the particulars are for a, a city the size of Toledo, which is uh, just a little under 300,000 people. Well, yeah, let's hear it. Well, uh, this year, uh, according to the National uh, Priorities uh, Project website, uh, we're going to send from the city of Toledo, just the taxpayers within the city, we're going to send $190 million to the military. Uh, at the same time, this year, 2015, uh, our entire budget for fire and police, which is up close to three-quarters of the budget for the whole city, the budget for fire and police is $166 million. And we collect... Uh, 169 million with the city income tax. That's the way we fund most of the city's operations. About three quarters of our operations are paid for by a municipal income tax, and the rest comes from various sources. So we're sending to the Pentagon more than we raise from our primary revenue source, the city income tax, more than we spend for all police and fire operations. And for the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, since those wars began, the taxpayers in Toledo have sent $620 million to those two wars, and we've sent a billion dollars to the Pentagon since 2008. 
So we're talking about money that could literally remake our city. And obviously, when you look at other cities around the country, uh, the same thing applies. But uh, for a city like Toledo that's in the Rust Belt and has been deindustrialized by the auto companies that used to have a lot of uh, factories here, uh, we are, we're really hurting, and it's tough to find the funds to do even the most basic things. We have to cut back the number of weeks our swimming pools are open in the summertime and uh, most summers. Uh, and things like that that uh, should just be a given. So, you know, we're talking about a, a serious situation that is made uh, a lot worse because of the priorities that we have in the country. And it's going to be really nice as a mayoral candidate to be talking about these things. And obviously, uh, as a candidate for local government, I've got to talk about things that are uh, uppermost in people's minds, like trying to fill some of the potholes in our streets. But uh, when we're talking about where the money is going to come from to do these things locally, uh, it's going to be nice to be able to throw in the point that I just made about where the money is going to the military. And it, it, it hits us in several ways. I mean, the, the state of Ohio is cutting back its uh, uh, program. It's called the uh, Local Government Fund. Uh, that's tumbled uh, in recent years, in part because the state is... All of the taxes are flowing upward to the military in this country. And uh, so the the state funds are being cut back, as well as the the federal uh, community block grant funds, which people that are aware of city uh, government uh, operations are probably familiar with. And those those funds have been slashed over the years, too. So the sources of revenue coming into the city from state and federal uh, sources uh, are drying up, and yet the amount of money that we're sending to the military keeps going up, and it's uh, it's on a collision course, and cities around the country have got to do something about it, and we're going to be talking about that here in Toledo, but more than talk about it, if, if I get elected, Toledo's going to join with the considerable number of cities around the country that are progressive enough to start demanding changes in the national priorities and quit starving the cities well it will be wonderful to have your voice uh it's wonderful to have it already but to have it as mayor of toledo saying these things um and of course the u.s conference of mayors uh makes this point uh now almost routinely each year almost almost as well as you just did uh and and i know that back in the in the 90s when you were on the city council you put through a resolution against uh the first Gulf War, but uh, beyond making the statement, uh, I mean, are you proposing that as a city, the city of Toledo, withhold its its income, its federal income taxes, or what can be done? I, I mean, it seems in terms of uh, of corporate giveaways to weapons manufacturing plants and other uh, pieces of the military industrial complex in Toledo, you can you can withhold that further spending, uh, and you could. Work on investment in in transition to peaceful industries, but but you can't actually uh, stop sending all of this money to uh, to the Pentagon, can you? Well, the money that's going to the Pentagon from Toledo taxpayers is the federal income tax. So the city of Toledo doesn't have any uh, direct role in the collection or distribution of those taxes. That's you know that's what you pay. Uh, 
by April 15th every year to uh, the IRS. That, but when you aggregate the taxes that everybody spent, that everybody uh, pays to the federal government in Toledo, uh, those numbers, that, that's where those numbers come from. So we're sending uh, you know, $190 million this year from taxpayers within Toledo, and that's going to the Pentagon. Now, the sorts of things that the city can do regarding uh, corporate welfare uh, are fairly significant. We don't have uh, really much in the way of uh, arms manufacturers, defense industry sort of companies in Toledo, but we do have uh, other large corporations that uh, routinely uh, tell the city to stand and deliver, and what we've seen here is a city government that's far too eager to do just that. So one of the things that uh, we're going to be talking about and trying to instill is the idea that that even though we're uh, things have been tough for Toledo economically for some time, that we're not a desperate city and we need to quit acting like we're desperate because companies like uh, Fiat Chrysler and Owens Corning and some some other large corporations, uh, they just assume that they're going to be able to get everything they want in the way of tax abatements and infrastructure improvements uh, whenever it comes time to uh, expand or, or build a, a facility here in Toledo. And that's what's got to change, too. <clears throat> Excuse me, that doesn't have a bearing on uh, the money that we send to the Pentagon, but it has a direct bearing on whether or not we can maintain uh, the tax base that's going to be necessary to have a decent school system and a decent health department and, you know, have roads that you can drive on and all that sort of thing. Who, who's your congress member in, in Toledo? Is it Marcy Kaptur? Yes. I, I, I can recall, tell me if I have this wrong, that the, that the Republican state legislature in Ohio redo, redrew all the districts uh, and put her together with our friend Congressman Dennis Kucinich, who then lost uh, to her in a primary, uh, and she was getting significant funding from weapons makers and from the, from the military industry. Um, I don't know how big a role that kind of funding plays in, uh, in in a mayoral election um, but what are what are you up against here well I don't anticipate that funding is gonna have any bearing in the mayoral election uh, although we'll see if I keep talking like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, there may be some surprises I mean I'm sure that there won't be uh, any weapons manufacturers won't even bother trying to send me a check but um, uh, yeah, it was uh, sad to see what happened uh, with Dennis Kucinich. And you're right, the uh, her the district that uh, Dennis was in and the district that Marcy Kaptur was in, uh, they were essentially merged, uh, kind of chopped off at the ends and, and merged in the middle along a tortuous, um, if you ever saw the map of that district, you'd have, a, you'd have to laugh. Uh, but at any rate, uh, then there was a primary uh, between... Uh, Dennis Kucinich and Marcy Kaptur, and Marcy won. And I just, even though uh, she's incredibly popular here, and she does take some good stands on issues, uh, she was no Dennis Kucinich, and it was a real shame to lose Dennis's voice in the Congress. I, I've been looking, Mike Ferner, at your uh, announcement that you're running from for mayor, um, uh, which is wonderful, uh, and then also at your record of what you did when you were in city council back in the 
in the 90s. Uh, and it's pretty similar. The sort of things you're promising are the sort of things you, you did before. Um, I, I, I love uh, the, the slogan with which you, you open this. You say, the system isn't broke, brothers and sisters. It's fixed. It works perfectly for the 1% who profit by it. Um, you're, you're, you're campaigning as, uh, as the Occupy movement. Uh, we're campaigning as the Occupy movement and as the populists uh, did many years ago, and uh, people like to hear it. I was happy to see that the the uh, newspaper here, the Toledo Blade, you, you, when they quoted a short section from the announcement statement last week, they included that part. And uh, I was at the Labor Day parade yesterday here in Toledo, and a few people commented on, man, you're right, the system is fixed. <laughs> so it. You know, it resonates with people. And, you know, people know that, that they're getting a raw deal, and what that leads to, unfortunately, is uh, one thing it leads to is that so many people get completely cynical and apathetic about being able to make change. And, man, that's exactly what the system's looking for, because as uh, working people and environmentalists and uh, people that are concerned about racial justice and all the things that uh, we don't have enough of here, uh, as they get disappointed and, and apathetic and drop out, uh, you know, the, the uh, folks running the show just have an easier time. So that's one of the things that, that I know that we're going to be able to do is bring some light and uh, some sense of real hope, not the uh, Obama version, uh, to the, this election. Because when I ran uh, in 93 and, and lost narrowly, uh, we had hundreds of volunteers on the campaign, and uh, a good number of those people told me in, in person or in writing that they hadn't done anything politically ever before that or hadn't done anything since you know, George McGovern ran 20 years before that. So when when there is uh, decent political leadership that talks about things that really matter, people do respond. And the fact that we have such low voter turnout in this country is not just because people are uh, apathetic or too lazy to get out of the house and vote or any one of a number of negative things like that. I'm, you know, people that are concerned about electoral politics uh, need to understand that a good part of the reason why our voter turnout is so low is because they don't have anything to vote for. And when they start hearing things from uh, people running for office and people that are in office that really matter, like the sort of things that Dennis Kucinich uh, stood for, they respond to that. So, you know, it's it's something that we can do something about, and that's what makes it enjoyable to be running as a, a candidate for local government. Well, we're speaking with Mike Ferner, candidate for mayor of Toledo, Ohio. It's wonderful for me to find an election I can care about because I'm so often accused of putting down elections and having no use for elections because I'm I'm advocating reforms of what I see as a broken electoral system, uh, as you have been doing, Mike. And uh, and, and I can't back any of the, the candidates offered me because I can't stand any of them. Uh, and, and, and you, I know the feeling. <laughs> You uh, now your your announcement for mayor of Toledo. I like you say if we want safe drinking water from a clean Lake Erie, we have to hold all polluters accountable. If we want to improve our schools and protect essential city services, we have to quit giving our tax base away to big corporations. Um, it sounds like you're you're proposing a significant change in how Toledo has been 
run up to now. Exactly. And it's also going to require a change in our thinking. Uh, also in that um, announcement statement, uh, there's a, a brief quote from Einstein, and I don't have it memorized. If you'd be good enough to find it, we could use it. But what it talks yeah, it about says is the, the world as we have created it is a product of our thinking. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking. Exactly. You know, so what the, the material world, world, the objective conditions that are around us that we see when we, when we open our eyes and look out the window, that's, all of that is a product of our thinking. And it's, it's come to be what it is today because we thought of things in a certain way. And one of the things that uh, we're working really hard on turning around is how people think of themselves in this system. And we're starting to do that by um, adopting some of the language of the Occupy movement, some of the language of Move to Amend. Uh, the, one of the slogans that we're uh, using in this campaign is Heal the Lake, Lake Erie, Heal the Lake, Fix the Streets. Corporations are not people and money is not speech. And sometimes uh, when you... When you it, it, local government campaigns to start talking about corporations aren't people and money isn't speech, sometimes it takes a little explaining. However, a, a lot of people are beginning to get those, you know, understand exactly what those mean. And that is part of this idea of changing our way of thinking. You know, we start uh, turning away from feeling like we're a desperate city and have to do whatever corporations demand. Uh, we start turning away from that, and we can start dealing with corporations from a position of greater strength. And, and when they come and say, stand and deliver, we can say, uh, hang on a minute here, let's sit down and negotiate. So it, it is. It's going to be a very different approach to city government because it's going to be a different approach to how people think of themselves and value their, their city and value themselves. I, I, of course, uh, sympathize with the idea of fixed streets rather than broken streets. Um, but there is a, a way of thinking out there at this point that says if we don't get rid of the cars, uh, if we don't use bicycles and mass transit and walking, uh, we're going to wreck this uh, planet we call home. Is there is there mass transit or could there be? Well, we have a, a bus system in Toledo. Um, you know, years ago, like most cities, we had a, a really nice streetcar system as well, but uh, uh, many people know the history of how General Motors and the highway lobby conspired to get rid of the streetcars. Uh, so we we have uh, transit buses like most uh, small and medium-sized cities. So, you know, we, we have a mass transit system. It could certainly be improved and uh, run more often and uh, be of, of greater service and therefore uh, attract more riders. So that's there's no question about that. And, and one of the things that uh, I'm going to have uh, Toledo do is engage with other cities in demanding the change in uh, state and federal policies so that we start putting more money into mass transit. I mean, one of the things that I'm talking about here is the I don't know, I have the exact number, a couple hundred million dollars that the uh, Federal Highway Fund and the Ohio Department of Transportation are spending to redo uh, a major interstate interchange right in Toledo, uh, Interstate 75 and another interstate. And, of course, you know, you have all the inconvenience and the blocked traffic and everything that goes on in those construction zones. 
but you look at the amount of money that's being spent on that, and it's just, it's insane, you know, for a, a transportation technology that uh, is slowly becoming less and less popular and is going to have to, as you said, is going to have to at some point be greatly replaced, if not completely replaced, if we're going to save the planet. So, you know, we need to start changing these priorities and start thinking about what's life going to be like a little bit down the road and not just the immediate. Uh, so that's it's part of the changing how we look at things here. It's, and it's nothing new. Anybody that's been in the environmental movement or the, the peace movement for any length of time knows that we have to start doing things differently. And it's just really refreshing to be able to articulate those things in a, in a campaign for office. And, and these are things that you were doing on city council in the 90s, back when uh, people like Al Gore knew about the problem but didn't lift a finger to do anything about it, uh, or not much of one. Uh, you, you, I, I'm looking at this uh, list of accomplishments. It established an, an Office of Pollution Prevention uh, to work on existing manufacturers. Uh, back in the, in the 90s, you initiated uh, efficiency investments in city buildings, saving a million dollars a year. You saved a million dollars a year for schools by cutting back tax breaks for for corporations from the city. Um, You uh, maintained uh, youth recreation and park programs uh, with a big uh, public initiative and by cutting funding for a convention center and tourism uh it, it seems like you have uh you have the ability to show people that you you did these things uh almost ahead of of uh your time in the way that some people think about it well uh, yeah thank you for <laughs> for acknowledging that it is a blessing and a curse to uh be ahead of your time, I suppose. But again, anybody that's been uh, an environmentalist or a peace activist, uh, uh, generally they're ahead of their time because they're they're thinking differently. But uh, I was an independent when I was on city council. I'm running as an independent now. And when I was on city council, I was there for two terms. And the first term, there were uh, eight uh, Democrats and myself. And the second term, there were seven Democrats one Republican and me. So it wasn't like uh, I was working with the majority of city council, but it's an indication of what you can do if you go into government uh, with the experience and the, the knowledge of how to organize. Uh, you know, when some of those things, like, for example, saving the park programs and uh, some of the other things that we're able to do, we're able to do because we work what sometimes called the inside-outside strategy. You know, we had uh, citizens who were very concerned, who were uh, used to being active and uh, uh, demanding a better deal from government and demanding, you know, peace and uh, environmental improvements. And so those people worked on my campaign, and they, they continued to work to get things out of city government or to protect things in, in the budget crunches like the recreation programs. So uh, I was able to be a voice on city council, but being a one voice and one vote on city council wouldn't have done it. It was because uh, we, we had an active and engaged citizenry that, that saw that there was an opportunity to, uh, to make some change. 
It's, uh, it, it strikes me that I'm, I'm so often told of the great wisdom of the right-wing movement that uh, 30, 40 years ago began electing leaders uh, at local levels, even school boards and so forth, and built up uh, supposedly uh, through the electoral system from the lower ranks on up. But here's, uh, here's a campaign by a democracy activist, a peace activist in a city in Ohio with a, with a serious chance uh, of winning, uh, I wonder why we aren't smart enough to, to put our investment there rather than into, say, presidential primaries, uh, which are going to suck down such mammoth amounts uh, of funding. Um, I, I hope people will, and we will put the link up at talknationradio.org, I, I hope that people will go uh, wherever they live and support uh, your campaign, Mike, in Toledo. Um, we don't have a lot of minutes left, but you mentioned in your announcement, Black Lives Matter, and I wonder how has that movement been uh, an issue in Toledo and how big a part of your uh, campaign and future service will it be? Well, it's been a, a significant uh, part of the uh, the scene here in Toledo. Uh, there, There is a a local organization that uh, that addresses that that has come out, uh, you know, when there were protests in Ferguson a year ago, and then uh, again to mark the first anniversary, um, and they are engaged in the community too. And so they they have uh, uh, literature tables at uh, the community festivals, and they hold uh, public programs. Um, and I have to say, uh, I haven't been very involved with them. I've been kind of peripherally involved. Uh, but I recognized the, recognize the importance of the work they're doing, and they really are in, embedded in the, in the black community and also uh, in working-class white young people, mostly, that are uh, attracted to economic and racial justice, and, and they're working together, and it's really... a a pretty inspiring coalition of people. So I'm definitely going to be in, including them and their activities in, in what I'm doing in the campaign and, and also in office. I, you know, my son, Mike, who's nine years old, has been playing this uh, city-building video game where you are immediately made mayor and you're immediately given a, a blank, uh, you know, prairie to build a brand new city on and you want massive solar and wind and mass transit you just click a button you want to get rid of a coal plant you click on a little bulldozer and boom it's gone nobody loses their job it's a quick easy transition you know it, it, these things are far more difficult in real life but if you could dream and we have like one minute left what, what are your your biggest dreams if you could easily snap your fingers and do it for for toledo I would make this city uh, more um, welcoming to artists and, and be able to provide uh, decent housing, not just for artists, but for uh, people who have a hard time affording it. But uh, young artists, uh, frequently that's something they really need. And we would begin to change where we're putting our money so that we don't keep dumping $190 million a year into the Pentagon and uh, and have that be considerably more money than we spend on fire and police in Toledo and start changing those priorities and do the things that would make this a more livable city, people would start saying, wow, you know, did you hear about what Toledo's doing? Uh, 
uh, wow, they're really doing some good stuff there. And, and that starts to attract people who want to see a better life and are, who are willing and energetic to help build that better life. And, man, it would just be wonderful to have Toledo be a place that attracts those kinds of people because the sky's the limit when you start having that happen. Well, that would be an example that would fix up every city in this country. Mike Ferner, a candidate and hopefully the next mayor of Toledo, Ohio, thanks for coming on Talk Nation Radio. My pleasure, David. Thank you. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. All past shows can be heard at davidswanson.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.